content creators are like this. We're extremely close. We are our own tribe. So if I see people are being so nice to you and they're being so respectful, I'm hitting follow on everybody on your post that comment. That's why people need to engage. Hey guys, this is another episode of the podcast. I'm here with an amazing friend, Rachel Beck. I only recently met her, but her energy is so, she has a beautiful energy and she's she's amazing. Like I found her on LinkedIn and she's killing it in LinkedIn. And I'm really, really excited to not only dig into her story today, but really get to know how she got into LinkedIn, how she grew LinkedIn and get tips there. Learn about what got you into it. Learn about, I, I've heard that you've had this really challenging sort of history and, and I don't know, we might unpack that, but yeah, thank you so much for your time today, Rachel. Thank you, Andy, for having me today. It's an honor and privilege. And I want to give a shout out to my best friend, Brielle Wollenhouse. Thank you so much for introducing us to each other. Yes, to Brielle. So it is an honor and privilege. Thank you. So Rachel, how long have you been on LinkedIn? Yeah. So what you see me doing now, I've been doing consistently, I would say for the last, probably about five years. I would say like, like the hardcore that you see me doing that I do every single day. And I'm here to help people, Andy. That's why I'm here. I'm here. I, most of my day is flooded with a bunch of questions like, Rach, how do I do this? Rach, how do I do that? Rach, can you introduce me to this person? Rach, is this a good fit? So if you reached out to me and said, Rach, should I have this person on my podcast? I'm going to say yes or maybe no, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, because I know who's professional, who's not on the platform. And LinkedIn works, Andy. It truly, truly works. It is the most powerful platform. And when it comes to business, this is where you want to be. The biggest business deals get done on LinkedIn. How does that happen? You build the friendships, you build the relationships, um, you give more than you take. And that's one of the biggest mistakes I see people making. Interesting. One thing that I really observed from you was that you were able to really scale kindness and sort of giving. It's sort of, you're, because I'm a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk, and you sort of really do his model. You're replying to all your comments. You're like talking to everyone, and then within each reply, they might reply, and then you'll reply again, and you're, and you're responding to every single message. Like I'm messaging you on LinkedIn, and you're sort of getting back to me, and you probably get tons of messages. So you're really just like at scale, just giving, giving, being kind, replying at scale, which I was really surprised, yeah. And that's, and thank you. And, you know, a big part of it is, and that's why I always tell people, please don't block my DM with craziness, with crazy questions. Meaning, you know, I, I get questions like, did you eat a banana today? Did you just get out of the shower? Completely inappropriate questions, by the way, to ask the female content creators on this platform. Because I'm looking for the people who need help. It's how I set up a lot of things. Um, so I always ask people, especially people think I have this huge social media team behind me. Not true. Team of one. I'm a team of one. So I try to tell people, please be patient. I'm going to get back to you. I am, um, it's a very deep 
symbiotic relationship with me and my network. We are extremely close. They know that I'm there banging down more doors so and creating more opportunities for them. And they're very grateful. And it's an honor and privilege to do what I do. It is an honor and privilege. And I always treat people the way I want to be treated. And that's amazing. Do you ever feel like after maybe you take one day off because you're sick, all of a sudden you get a bit overwhelmed because now the amount of messages and things you have to reply to literally gets doubled. Um, and then how do you deal with that? Yeah, like how do you get back to everyone and, and be on top of things and you feel like the moment you take a day off, the next day you're gonna struggle to breathe. Is that something you go through? So you know what? I haven't taken a day off in three years except one week um, in May, I had COVID really severely. So I took that week off and I just, I literally went through my schedule because I, I respect people's time. So I just was like, like, we need to move everything. I cleared out. Um, this is why I don't do that. And I am a huge advocate for self-care, for mental health, especially with me having PTSD. It's even more crucial. People are very scared people are very nervous about being abandoned it's a true fear there there there's and it's something they've shared with me personally like no matter what's going on in their life and people are battling stuff people have no idea they know when i get they get up in the morning i'm gonna be there and they've told me that that like consistency and that they know i'm gonna show up so that's a big deal Right when the lockdown happened, you and I both know everybody ran to social media. This is where they came. They came to build community when we were locked in. They came looking for friendships. They felt very isolated. They so so I made a commitment not to abandon them. You know, now does it mean that I'm not going to take a vacation after three years? I have no idea. But they always know that I'm there for them, and for some of them. It's a big deal. Yeah, like that's such a powerful why. Something that keeps you going and really drives you. And I think that's something that I've been really trying to figure out personally, like finding a really strong why that can keep me up and keep me motivated every single day. Because, you know, when I was younger, the, the main why was like, you know, I, I need to make money. I need to survive. I came from a low income family single mother my dad wasn't around and that drove me to try to make money and when i started making money and i now know my family is sort of they're going to be okay they're not sort of I'm, I'm not really there yet where they can live in luxury but i'm at a place where i know my family is going to be taken care of slowly that that why is becoming weaker and weaker and i'm starting to need to figure out a new sort of catalyst and I think the catalyst that you have, Rachel, where you're sort of showing, showing up every day for these people who sort of need you there is such a powerful why. I have many whys. And thank you, Andy. Thank you for sharing with me about your story. I have many, many whys. I've had my multiple near-death experiences. So I know that I'm here for a reason. I'm here for a reason. And for me as a leader, it's to make sure everybody else is okay, to know that they're okay. And people need our empathy right now more than anything. People need compassion 
they need a shoulder to cry on they need a hug they need a friend so that that's the seriousness i don't know if you know this andy but i had a psychologist on the show a couple weeks back he said that in america mental health issues are up 800 that's how he's actually saying that mental health in this country is the new pandemic it is that serious in this country right now so i'm trying to teach people not to stress them out not to create anxiety not to make their lives more difficult because people tend to do that <laughs> you know what i know so i don't i can't even be around people who add extra stress or anxiety to my life i'll be honest with you <laughs> like i'm an empath so i feel everything so i always try to tell people listen be patient people will get back to you be not pushy like those, those are personalities um pushy um sarcastic none of those are going to fly on this platform it's just no it's not going to succeed on this platform so i'm trying to teach the way yeah like i notice like the content i post that is more around mental health that does much much better and i think people are looking for more of that type of content you're very very white and now you're sort of bringing that up the sort of the, the community that i'm a part of it's everyone's just kind everyone's just so empathetic and and that's sort of the the main and when when i look at all the accounts that have like tons of followers like those are the most kindest and down-to-earth people and it's completely yeah. different to LinkedIn, where the people with the most followers are the people who sort of have the most lavish lifestyles, have the most coolest toys, and and it's LinkedIn. It's like a completely you know same as TikTok, but it, but that's sort of what LinkedIn is about. I feel like. Well, LinkedIn, there are a bunch of us. And when I say a bunch of us out here trying to, we we only use our voice voices for kindness. You know, we only use our voices to make this world a better place. And there's a core bunch of influencers who are working on this daily. The daily, they're trying to teach the way. That's amazing. Recently, I've been trying to find what I love to do. Because previously, when I was sort of in the consulting space or the e-commerce space, I was motivated to do those things because I really wanted to make money. I wanted to grow and I wanted to learn new skills like sales and doing those things. I got a lot of satisfaction out of it because I didn't previously succeed at those things. So when I cracked it, it was really, you know, I felt really good. And now going back and redoing those things, picking it up again, I'm not having the same passion as I had before. And I think I've learned that it's just sort of not something I really, really, really do enjoy doing. Back then I sort of did it just to survive and now I don't need to survive anymore. It's no longer a passion. So I've been really on, been on this journey to figure out what I love doing and what I really enjoy doing. And one of the things that I really love doing is connecting with people, talking to people, um, interviewing people, getting amazing people and just getting curiously digging through their lives. Um, setting up dinners where I had this person on a podcast, I had this person on a podcast, I think they'll be a, like amazing. Let's bring them together and let's do this mastermind dinner. So I'm really enjoying just being a connector of people, just bringing value, trying to connect people who I think are similar. But how do I sort of turn that into a living? 
How do you monetize it? Yeah, how do I monetize or how can I do that full time and turn from doing that for fun on the side to maybe I can do this full time and is that possible? Yeah, well, you have to, the big part is you, you need to grow your following, right? And that's why you see me <laughs> every day. I'm like, people need to connect with my friend. You know, they need to connect with Andy. So you need to build your following. And let me say this too, because this is a huge mistake that people make on this platform. Some of the most successful people in the world are on this platform. They have less than a thousand followers. And what do people do? They dismiss them. So please be careful about that. Don't dismiss people with a lower following on this platform. It could be the biggest mistake you're making. And some people move, um, and I know this because I'm friends with a lot of them. They move in silence, right? They're there, but they move in silence and they want to keep, they want to keep discretion. They want to keep a little bit of privacy. So this is why people don't succeed on this platform. They don't take the time to engage with people. And I tell people all the time, we appreciate that you hit the like button. And sometimes, honestly, you know, if we're running around, we're doing a million, if I open up the app and I'm like, boom, you know, hitting, like I would hit yours and then I might come out, come back later and say, hey, Andy, da, da, da. it's the engagement where the friendships are made. It's the engagement is where we get to know each other. Then it is the engagement where everything happens. Like you see me doing on your post, I'm like, what's going on, buddy? Good morning. How are you doing? Yeah. Why? Because we built the friendship. Yeah. So that's what people are missing. They don't want to, one, put the time into engagement. I have no idea why, because I've been telling my network, they always say, Rachel, I want to grow. I'm like, do you engage with people? And they're like, no. I'm like, you're not going to grow. How do you sort of, is there like a strategy to engagement? Because this is something I, I plan to eventually start doing is going out of the group that we're, we're part of. Should I just go through the LinkedIn newsfeed and just scroll and comment on every single post I see? Is that a good strategy or is that to spray and pray and you're not going to create meaningful relationships because you're just commenting on every post in your home feed? Should I be looking for people that I find interesting and maybe saving them and then checking their daily posts and sort of specifically focus on a small groups of people. What's your recommendation on engagement? Okay, so that's a really good question, by the way. So I post Monday through Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday is about me giving back to my network. That's what I do. And this is another mistake people don't do. I spend time like going through my feed and giving back to my network. And that's why I don't post Saturday and Sunday. I also do it because I'm taking like a little time off because it's the weekend. That's what people are missing. These people should be going through their feet. The people are there to, to connect with you, to follow with you. Give back to them. They're there. I tell people that all the time. You know, take the time and truly give back to your network. And if you're not doing that, why do you have a network? Why do you even have a network? So that's that's what I do. My network knows that. They know I'm doing everything during the week that I'm producing the show, that I'm doing meetings, I'm doing everything I'm doing. But they know Saturday and Sunday, I'll pop, does, I'll pop up and I say hello. The other thing that, this is the other thing, Andy, when it comes to engagement, if people, I'm huge on manners, huge, because I went to etiquette school. If 
people show up on your post, you say thank you. It's just good etiquette. So when people don't do don't do that with me, one it means they you and I both know time is a most precious commodity. It means they didn't honor my time or they were not grateful. So what I end up doing is then I go back. You know, for the people who are like, I've been trying to teach my close friends that I'm trying to teach etiquette on this platform. Like, please, please, thank you. You're welcome. It's not that difficult. Yeah. That's super cool. And would this be a good start for people that really want to grow on LinkedIn? Can it be as simple as every day I'm going to scroll through the news feed and I'm going to do 100 comments on 100 posts? And I'm going to do that. Uh, you should okay. see me Friday. You should see me any Friday and Saturday, right? Okay. So I'll hit, I'll hit it. Uh, I'll probably hit 200 posts. Wow. Like, yeah. And, um, and, and it's not the, it's about giving back. So I will spend some time, um, they'll see me because like, Oh my God, you're up at two o'clock in the morning. It's not for everybody, but it will just be the time. And I will go through and I will hit probably 100 to 200 posts. Um, now can I do this daily? No. Can I do it on the weekend? Yes, I can. And it's important. It's important for my network shows up for me in a big, big way. And so I want them to know that I'm showing up for that. Now, Rachel, how does the news feed work? Like, are you only shown people that you follow, people within your network, or is it built in a way where you, they slip in people who are completely out of your network into the news feed at random? How does the LinkedIn news feed work? So the feed is, um, and tell me if I'm wrong, <laughs> I think it is, it's people I follow. It's uh, people who are inside my network. And that's why when I, when, um, when I'm writing on someone's post, Hey, I just followed you. They get excited because they know it means you're showing up in my feed. So people who come to my profile will go through my feed. We'll see them go, Oh my gosh, you know, who's this, who's that, who's that? Wow. So to get inside of that feed, that's why people are like, oh, I just follow because it puts them in the feed and if they're connected. So that's why going through your feed is so very crucial. Not the biggest influencers on this platform. This is what we do. We take the time and we go through our feed. Most of us do it on the weekend. Wow. Can you repeat that last part again? So when you see someone, you follow them, they get excited. Is it, what do you mean by that? So do you sometimes see people that you're not following on your newsfeed or how does that work? Well, if somebody like, in, um, if I jump in, I'm like, wow, I really like their post, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm max, I'm, I'm maxed out on connections. So I'll, I'll hit the follow button. I'll say, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to follow Andy today. So therefore Andy is going to show up. So as your post is coming, it's going to come up through my feed and I'm going to see it. So that's why people get so excited. Like, oh my gosh, they, you know, she just, she just followed me. So they're going to know then that I'm looking at you or I've looked at your profile or. Interesting. And one thing that I noticed from LinkedIn that really shocked me was just by replying on other people's posts and leaving comments and engagement, people saw my comment and they found out about my profile. They liked the comment. So I was surprised how the comment itself, even though the main purpose was to give to the person that was posting and replying to them, it surprisingly brought in attention from other people that were just reading the comments and that shocked me as well. Well, it's important, right? So I'll t tell you a little secret. You ready? <laughs> so this is what I do. If I go to your post and I go to your post, you know that. 
I look for people who are very kind to you. They're very respectful to you. And then I go through your entire post and I hit follow, 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 follow. And I've explained this in videos. So because we know that content content creators are like this, we're extremely close. We are our own tribe. I tell people that all content creators are freaking family. So if I see people are being so nice to you and they're being so respectful, I'm hitting follow on everybody on your post that comment. That's why people need to engage. That is so smart because now one they've dropped a comment so that they have the intention to be a person that is engaging on LinkedIn mm -hmm. Two, now you're sort of focused and you're up to, you're sort of focusing your circle and energy on the people that actually engage that's such an amazing strategy and it's important and people should know that, that that's what the influence do we're like oh wow that person is just really really respectful now <laughs> let me say the opposite because I've gone to some of my friends post and someone's written a horrible horrible terrible comment what do you think i do not for me blocked by I, I can't be around you so that's the other side of it people should know and so i teach people <laughs> to be very think before they speak think before they write it it can further your career you're going either one way or the other way by the words that you put on this platform so with linkedin what i'm now learning is growth comes from engagement really commenting get to know it's sort of like just growing your follow one by one by one and unlike youtube instagram TikTok, there isn't that exponential effect where you can just focus on putting amazing content out and have that go viral and have that grow your following LinkedIn is a bit different where a viral post can't gain you 50,000 followers. You can only gain that much through literally engaging with 50,000 people. Am I correct there or, or is there sometimes spurts and spikes through viral? Well, I was about that. So you can have a bunch of views, right? You, you can have millions and millions of views. But my friend, my friend was just on, he's on my show two weeks ago and he's a branding and marketing expert and we we're talking about this. He said you could have a million views, but they could be empty views. Meaning, did one was their conversion. You know, a lot of people use videos as a sales funnel. You know that. That's how they meet people. That's so um, if they're getting the million, million, millions of views, did were they able to build any more business relationships out of it? Or were people just looking at it for now? Do the views matter? Of of course they do. But it's but my friend described it perfectly empty views because you didn't either build more relationships people didn't engage they didn't engage with you so that that's why it's important i'm big on um quality over quantity this shocks people because i only post five days a week i do five posts the entire week and it's our space and it's our creative freedom to post as many times as we want some people do three or four posts a day that's their choice that's not something that's not for me <laughs> so i'm big on quality versus quantity and that's something that i really pivoted with like after seeing all like every single person on linkedin especially all the big people they all posted just like one a day or five days a week and 
I was like, if that's what they're doing, like I gotta stop posting multiple times. That I didn't bring it down to one, and and I just brought it down to one. And I think so far, based on what I'm seeing, the results do seem way better. Uh, but but there's a reason why I guess everyone's doing it, and and I don't want to think I'm um I'm, I'm, I'm better than that. But it has to do. And people, listen, I always tell people, do what you want to do. It makes you feel comfortable. Though, because people ask me all the time, how come you don't post Saturday and Sunday? I'm like, I I take the weekend off. And I always tell people, it's people's creative space, how they're going to use it. I um to be careful about n- not getting burned out, which is a which is a very big problem. It's a very I I have a very good balance, and when I do, I time block my day. So I take two hours for myself. I tend to do that in the after. I do one in the morning, one in the afternoon, because there are days I'm working till eleven o'clock at night. But I will not sacrifice my mental health, and I will not sacrifice my physical health. I'm just not going to do that. What do you usually like to enjoy in those two hours, Rachel? What sort of really helps you recharge? I am a huge hiker. As I was sharing with you, like I'm a huge nature girl. Big time. I am happier outside than I am inside. That that is my space. Like I am an outdoors girl. Um, so that's uh, I'll do disappear, get a hike in with my dog, uh, and I take one hour for myself in the morning, and that is crucial for me. It's like I call it my quiet hour <laughs> before I do anything, before I do technology, before I jump. And start my day. That one hour sets the tone for me for the rest of the day. So if I don't get that one hour of stillness, Andy, just sets the tone. That's beautiful. It's sort of like meditation. I'm an early riser. I'm a very early riser, extremely early riser. So that's crazy. And talking about hikes. Like I love, like there's something really recharging about just walking instead of a bit meditative because your mind freely thinks about things and you have like an amazing sort of nature sort of setting and that really helps. Um, I sort of used to do afternoon walks like to my local park all the time, but I know I get the most energy when I'm sort of driving 45 minutes out to the local national park and just sort of doing a one or two hour loop. But I always procrastinate on doing that. Like I'm always making excuses why not to do the drive. Whether it's oh, if there's going to be a lot of traffic because it's 5 p.m. or oh, it's the weekend, it's going to be too packed. Oh, like if I go out, it's going to take an hour to drive out and then an hour back, so I lose two hours plus. So I'm always make up these excuses. Yet I know it's so healthy and recharging. I procrastinate on self care. And we we shouldn't, right? We shouldn't because, like I said, if I didn't if I didn't have, the, I can't help other people if I don't take care of myself. And my network knows that about me. One of the worst comments I've ever gotten writ- written in DM. You ready? Make a lot of bad comments in DM. We could do a whole show on that. Is you? I woke up and someone had mit- written me, Rachel. You should be available twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Uh-huh. I was like. Excuse me? I'm uh, sorry. What? <laughs> like, like, and I was talking about one of my closest friends. Like, and she's like, "Do you not sleep? Do you not yeah. like eat? Do you not like do exercise?" Yeah. But and that was someone saying they didn't care about me, Andy. That the fact that I should be available 
24 hours a day. It's, it was one of the most ridiculous comments I've ever got. I was like, no, I'm not going to be available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I also, I'm very clear on my priorities. I know for me, my relationships come first, right? So that it goes like that. Then it, that's number one. Number two is my work. I am very big on work-life balance and the, and some people can get to that. They always say, how do you do this? How do you do this? And I said, you create what you want to happen. So that's what I do. But friend, it is very easy for me. It's families first, friendships, all of it. That, that trumps everything. And then work is second. And my, and I, <laughs> I love my work. I'm grateful for what I do. I give it 200% every single day. But if one of my best friends calls me and something's going on and she needs me or um, I'm on that phone, I'm taking that phone call. Like if my family says, hey, you know, we want to do lunch today. Okay, then I'm going to do a half day, go spend time with my family, and I'll come back later. Because those are the moments. That's what matters. That's what, And so and my friends here know, they're like, Rach, I need you. I'm like, okay, sweetie, what do you need right now? So relationships, number one, will all it will always be that way. Nothing's ever going to change when it comes to that. That's beautiful, Rachel. When I'm sort of going through these sort of down periods, like mentally ups and downs, during the downs, it's weird. Like, even though I know it's, I guess, healthy when it's to, to reach out to someone, subconsciously or naturally, I sort of try to figure it out myself. And I think it's a bit of like a fear of like, I don't want to put this sort of um, downness on someone else. It's a bit of, you know, I know I'm feeling down. I'm feeling like I don't believe in myself right now. I, I'm scared that things aren't going to work out. And I guess voicing that, you know, I usually sometimes just talk to the camera and just talk to myself and personally document things. But I know if I tell that to someone, it's not like they're going to be able to give me a solution because it's, like it's just like a mental thing. And I sort of know that I just need to get a lot more sleep tonight and tomorrow it should be okay and I should be talking about the ups and the downs openly with people like I'm doing now but I, I, I do have a trouble reaching out to people when I'm down I I, I just relax I watch you TV always, Andy you can always reject you can always re and I mean that sincerely because listen we all need help I tell people all that time it takes a tremendous amount of courage and strength to be vulnerable and to share. So when one of my friends shows like has this very deep post about mental health that they're going through a hard time. And I really watch the comment sections for them. I'm like, oh please, you know, this person just opened their heart and soul. Please, like do the right thing, support him, understand that it takes courage for us to be vulnerable. It, it that that's like crucial, right? So all that matters. What what's more important? It's more important to show up and be there. My life hasn't been easy. People make that assumption. They think it is. <laughs> I get that all the time. Your life is great, wonderful, perfect. Wrong, wrong, and you're, you're not right. And then I get the, um, you have it, you've had it easy. Wrong, wrong, again, wrong. So for us to be there through the challenging times, 
That's what matters. Andy, you and I both know it's easy to have a friendship when life is great, wonderful, dude, everything's going great. But I believe in my heart and I've seen it. Real friendships are made during the hard times, not the good times. Is that person there? Do they do they um, show up for you? Or did they abandon you? That's so true because when I then when people think about friends they usually sort of think about the hard times they had and who was there to support them during those rough times so that's such a true fact and when you're talking about empathy the thing that came to me is like empathy comes from pain like like i can just feel that you're so empathetic and kind but like i have like a gut feeling that it just came from a lot of hardship and you had to go through all that to get to where you are and, and all your empathy and kindness and your ability to understand and listen to people just didn't come out of nowhere. Oh no, it came, it came from the things I've been through in my life. I, I have been Andy through hell and back more times than I can ever imagine. Begin to tell you, begin to tell you. And then, um, so I've taken that because of what I've gone through. And that's why I am so so empathetic because I know I know what it's like to be in that dark tunnel and you're like walking and you can't get to that light. I know what it's like to fall down and you're so freaking tired, you're just, even on a cellular level. And then you pull yourself back up and then something happens and you're right back down again. We know that life is this one roller coaster ride. Right. And there's people who ride the highs and they go through those lows and they get back up. So that's why I am empathetic. I you, so much people only know part of my story. They know part of it. So much has happened to me. I can, I, it would be a really long conversation with you. Were you doing LinkedIn or have you been doing LinkedIn full time for the past five years or? Was there a steady transition and how or why did you get into LinkedIn? You know, originally I got on here because I had my photography business for 10 years and I had it. And then um, I wrote my book, right? And that came out in 2018. And um, I, my passion is marketing and PR. I am deeply passionate about marketing and PR. It is a love of mine. I've always been that way. So I think that's what happened. And then I built and fell in love with this incredible, incredible, beautiful community. And I remember the first time I did a video, I did text for two years, right? I did text for two years and then video opened up. Right. And it wasn't quite there. Please don't push people when they're ready to do videos and be in front of a camera. Let them do it. Just let them do it. So I did text for two years, started started building my following. And I had asked my network this really powerful conversation. I asked them a simple question. Tell me what happened to you in your life? Well, that thread kept going and going over. I mean, people shared things with me that ripped my heart apart. Damn, like, tell me your story. And it was like, I was barely, I barely slept that night. I was in tears with everything people had shared with me, shared with me. So the next day I got up, I had a coffee. I sat down, flipped on the camera and my friends had been encouraged like, Rach, you should come on video. And I'm like, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. So that's why I said, don't 
push people. So, and my friends were coming from a really good place. So like whenever you're ready and I would watch, um, and I said, hi, remember Andy? Cause I turned on the cat and I said, hi, my name is Rachel Beck. It's very lovely to meet you. And I wanted to say thank you so much. For, it took courage and strength. I heard everything that you shared with me. And it was funny because be like, oh my God, she's real. using <laughs> the desk. Like this is a real human being. And so people, they're gonna move at their own pace. People need to know that when they're ready, they're ready. When they're not ready, they're not ready. And that's the thing. We all that was the day for me. That was the day for me where I flipped on the camera and said, you know what? I'm just gonna do this. And I got over the fear of doing it. And I eventually, you know, got more come now I'm producing a show. So it's been three years. I've been now I'm like very obviously very comfortable in front of the camera. But I remember thinking, and I was so shocked by the amount of love and support I got for doing the video. Like it was huge. Like, hey Rachel, oh my gosh, we're so excited to see you. And so please, if you see somebody doing their first video, support them encourage them because i promise you it took them a lot of courage to hit that record button and then to up i was just discussing this with someone last week she just did her first video and she was like rach i was so scared and i was clapping for her she did a phenomenal job it takes courage to show up in this space in video and yeah because we put ourselves out there you know this and we were out there part of the game where we were open to being judged, criticized, condemned, the whole thing. Especially as a woman, it's a lot different for you guys. <laughs> I remember I recently did this post, it was like, talking about social media and how social media is like really unhealthy and how it skews everyone's perspective. And I was scared, like I, I thought like, like I was a bit like, I was I was scared posting it because I thought people would be like, you're a hypocrite, like you're using social media, like if you say it's unhealthy, then why are you posting on social media? You, you, you post yourself traveling, isn't that a bit ironic and hypocrite? Like I was just scared I would just get a bunch of hate from it. But surprisingly, it was one of my best performing posts because it was talking about something real, raw and difficult, talking about how social media is just not that healthy and that ironically did the opposite when i was just scared that it would bomb and people would hate it and you know what it, it can be like for me social media is very healthy i'll tell you why because <laughs> i surround myself with kind positive people mm. that that's what i do i won't be around the negativity i, I don't i don't do drama i don't do gossiping that is not I, I, I like I just it's not my thing I'm out here trying to make people's dreams happen I'm out here trying to hit all my goals so yeah it's it, it's for me it's a very healthy space if somebody here's a trick okay this is what I do I use my heart as my heart is my GPS people have heard me say that if somebody Andy let's say you and I walk into a room right? And we're at some kind of function and someone approaches you and me and you, and I take a step back. It's either the person's energy is not for me because I'm very in touch with energy and I can feel it through the screen too. I can feel people's energy. You get a choice. Who you, we, we talk about all the time, the tribe, 
how special and precious is that tribe so i i stay in that circle i know how horrible this world is i know how negative this world is i've seen it i've photographed the worst things possible that people have done to each other so it's that pot that energy right we were talking about the energy we people like you and me find each other through brielle i want to say we find each other and that positive energy becomes like a magnet and then we attract other other people so imagine so my size network only kind positive people are in there right so if that's a magnet to attract other kind positive people it's that big snowball effect that's what it becomes the big so if you're in tune with energy and you understand this and you surround yourself with it how much better is your day going to be it's so crazy like over the last 5 years i was on this journey to figure out like my circle like i just didn't have friends a few years ago like i went through high school i never felt like i was a part of anything a part of any group and i think it was just like There, there wasn't too many kind and empathetic people in my high school. Mine either. Mine either. Yeah, yeah, um, and and like you know, I, I've caught up with some of them. They're just sort of I'm not gonna, like not like everyday people, but they're just sort of like normal people that have gone through life. There isn't that curiosity where they want to know about what's going on in my life. There's not that. there's no admiration there's no respect like something's missing i don't i don't know what it is but um that sort of majority of sort of people are surrounded by and i thought that was normal like i thought i i i should have went to the club each weekend and drink and go to festivals go to raves and and be always um sort of alpha and sort of be like a frat person frat kid and 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 do all those things because you're surrounded by those things and that can go into like a negative snowball but then i sort of try to it wasn't that easy but i just try to continue being myself and and i think me myself i am more vulnerable i am more sort of less dominant um i'm i i have confidence but it's not in a like a showing way and it was weird for it was hard for me to embody all those things cuz I was surrounded by the opposite so I was in this limbo where I wasn't fully myself and I wasn't fully what everyone else was so I wasn't popular in this space and I wasn't attracting the amazing kind people that that I really wanted to be because I was sort of in this limbo trying to live both worlds and as I sort of try to really learn myself and find out that hey I I I do love kindness. I do love talking about deep and meaningful conversations. I don't really enjoy small talk. I want to get to yeah, know people. Me neither. And I'm all about a real conversation like this. Yes. And as I started doing that, all of a sudden I started slowly bit by bit attract people that were like that and I couldn't previously because I wasn't that. And and these people are small and few but and that's sort of why it's more important for you to be really that really kind because they're so small and few so if you're not really kind they're just going to come by and these people are so self aware they can sense it and it's crazy because then i started attracting kind people but then like like 
the the level of kindness just kept increasing i was like wow like i thought they were really kind but i just met this person and they understand me even more oh wow i met this person they understand me even more like each time it would hit a new level like i'd meet someone and be like oh wow this person's so kind they care for me but this for some reason they're a bit like narcissistic or it's like hard to do business with them oh i found someone that's kind and really giving in it's i would love to do business with and it just kept jumping up and it's amazing and i can see the smile on your face because it obviously it, it made you feel better listen we've all had we've all learned the lessons we've all known um and the mistakes we've made the people's past we lost me all stories like that trust me and so if you learn it when you're older and you learn you know it's what I, you know, we all learn, they always say there's a lesson where you meet every, someone you do, whether it's, it's a really bad lesson is the person was who they are. Let's be honest, not every person. I always say this, not life is not rainbows and unicorns, but you met even if the lesson was a bad lesson, right? Um, I always think about like, why did I meet this person? And then you get the lesson a year or two, like, yeah, that's right. That's exactly, that's exactly why I met this person. Because I knew this is how I didn't want to be treated. Or I knew that I wasn't okay with this or um, all of it. We get the lesson from no matter whose paths we cross. That's awesome, Rachel. One thing that I really want to sort of get your advice on is how do you absorb all that not pain, but like everyone when they're sort of coming to you for help, how do you absorb that all? Because that's something I struggle with. Like I remember a friend, a close friend, had a tough breakup and I think he's sort of what really, well, I think he broke up with his girlfriend and then his girlfriend ended up sort of kissing or hooking up with one of his co-workers or friends and that really sort of crushed him because that person was a friend and he came to me. Like I was like, yeah, come through, come over. And he was just talking. We were just talking for like, four, three, four hours and I was listening to him. But it was just, he was looping through the same problems over and over again. Um, And by the end of it, I was so tired and drained. Obviously I was there for him and I listened to him and I wasn't exhausted while I was here. But when he sort of left and I walked him out, I was just like, whoa, that was pretty tiring. You know what you can, and I'm really big on listening. It's a huge part of what I do, right? I mean, I run a talk show, I li- but if you notice, 90% of my show, I'm listening. I don't know if you've ever caught that. I am listening to the person. We can take it in and we can help them and we can do right by them. There are times too, though, where it's okay to say, listen, I, I, I've helped people where it's end up, how do I say this, hurting me. And then does that make sense? Um, where either the person has become a trigger for me because of, it's hard to explain that, but you know what I mean. So I know what it, when you're saying like being there for people, but not taking it in so much. And because I'm such a deep, deep feeling person, I will have conversations like this where I'm with somebody who's um, sharing from a vulnerable space from their heart I'll be I'll, t- I'll be up for hours at night because I have to wind down 
and it'll take some time. I'm a diehard movie person, so I will literally movies are like what I love. I just I'm a huge movie person. I have to wind down from the day. I have things that. And I've studied psych. I minored in psychology and gender studies, so I know what. And you gotta imagine, like all the fires, the synapses, that's the fire, everything that's going on in my brain all day long. I'm putting out fires all day long. I am solving problems all day long, and it's a constant speed from the minute I get up till I'm done at night. So that wind down for me is crucial, like just to take. A couple hours, and just and take some time, so I can recenter because my brain has taken in so much data, so much data during the day that it kind of says, "Okay, Breach, now you need to take some time." You know, because my brain is wired for that. It knows my routine, like okay, all day long, and then time get up, do it again. People only see what we show them, right? They see what we show them. Meaning, you know, they see in our our final product of what we create. There's so much more that goes on behind the scenes that I deal with every single day. And so, going back to what you were saying about that conversation with your friend, we can listen and be there. And I feel like if it starts. Let me explain. You have to. You can always say to a friend, "Listen, I'm here to listen to you. I want to be there for you, so they understand that." But if you need to help yourself too in the situation, and that, that you need to help yourself too, and I will be there. I, I'm a Andy. I'm a ride or die friend. That's it. Now that we know each other, I. I We will be together for the rest of our lives. That's the kind of friend I am. We will ride it out. I mean, that's just the way it's going to be. <laughs> so it's just, um, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Where you're like, all right, I need, I need a couple hours to wind down from this. You're right, and, and I think I do need to grow more, and I need to sort of gain that grit. Um, and and if I did that every day, like I. I'd be in a like I I I don't know if like I'd be so exhausted,、um, and, and I think I am in a place where you know that doesn't happen every day. Luckily, like only something bad goes wrong with someone in my inner circle. Maybe once every like few months, and I'm there. I reach out. I sort of sense it, and I'm there to listen and talk. So it doesn't happen every day,、um, and, and the fact that you can sort of. Be in that Rachel and sort of really just help people day in day out. So much admiration because, like, that's it's crazy. It takes a lot, and the fact that you do it just shows how strong and and sort of powerful you are, Rachel. Thank you, and that's why I'm here. I'm here to help people. I'm here. I'm here to guide them. I'm here to. I'm here. Let me say this. I'm here to empower them. Right. I'm here to empower them, and. Let them see who they are. I have one of my mentors on this platform. It was years ago, kind of like five years ago. For yeah, it was five. No, three years, something like that. And he has said something to me so powerful. It was so powerful.、Um, and I listened to what he said, and 
the best the best thing we could do. He saw something inside of me that I didn't see inside of me, and he said, "Listen." <laughs> we were having a private conversation. We can empower people on this platform. We can encourage people. We can write positive comments. We can do all that, and it's a choice that I make every day. I'm deeply conscious of the words I speak, the words I write. I'm deeply conscious of making sure people are okay, that they're okay. Understanding that when they write me and they share something so powerful, sharing something that is so vulnerable. And I mean vulnerable on such a deep level that I took the time to respond, to honor them, and to be there for them. That's and so if you're not, why are you? Why are you an influencer? It's about your followers. It's never ever about you. And people still don't get that message. And that—that's the mistake. I see it, Andy. I see so much, so much selfish behavior. It makes it makes my stomach turn. I'll be honest with you. It makes because you have, and you have people. You have a you know a following. Then what are you doing with it? It's not. It's never, ever, about you. And if you don't get that, please don't be an influencer. That's the way I feel. That's so true, Rachel. Last question. Selfish question. Okay. <laughs> Based on what you've seen, I do. What can I improve on, or what can I do better, or should I just keep doing what I'm doing, posting one a day, sort of learn the type of like get better and better with the content, try to figure out the right messaging, and I'm slowly getting there. Continue to engage with people consistently. Maybe start going to the home feed and start commenting on on people's posts.、Um, any recommendations on on what I can do to improve? My game when it comes to LinkedIn, Rachel. Can I say something first? Yes. Andy is extremely professional from day one. My first interaction with him. Please connect with him. Please work with him. I am vouching for him a hundred and fifty percent. I wanted to add that for you. <laughs> I think what you're doing is wonderful. I really do. I really you you're doing everything right. And you know what, Andy? I'm a text away. So when you have a question, you're like, "Rach, boom, send it to me," and I would, I would text you right back and be like, "What do you need, Andy? We're here to learn from each other." I learn. I text my friends. I'm like, "How do I do this?" Especially like if I'm having a technology issue, I'm like, "How do I do this?" We are all here to learn from each other. What is that great expression? If you are the smartest person in the room, you're standing in the wrong room. You've heard that, right? That's exactly how it is. We all. I learn from people here every day, <laughs> every single day. I learn something from them. This platform, you have the most incredible ability to learn from the people who have done it. They share their successes. They share their failures. They share everything they've been through to get to where they're at. Do I make mistakes? Of course I do. I'm a human. Have I had failures in my life? Yes, I have.、Um, there's things I've absolutely failed at. Math, Exhibit A. That was my worst subject in school. I mine is, I fall into the, like psychology. I love art. I loved. I, I have a passion for law.、Um, I took some law classes in school. So yeah, there's things people aren't good at. I'm terrible at math, Andy. There you go. There's my one of my worst failures. <laughs> 
um so it's okay and we don't need people to be perfect since the pandemic i can actually tell you this because the day the first lockdown happened i almost saw it overnight people don't care what if you're perfect they don't care what you look like they don't care what you wear it's your voice that people want to see that you know we were all doing the pajamas and zoom we were locked in that's the best message you and I can get across today. You don't need to per- to be perfect. We will accept you and we will welcome you. And <laughs> based on how you present yourself, if you are a kind, respectful human being. Yeah. That's such a good tip. Rachel, where can people find more about you, hear more from you, and basically get more of Rachel back? <laughs> You're hysterical. <laughs> you make me smile. I mean, that's a good one. Um, they can just follow me here, and, and then I, they can reach. They can reach out, and you and I, Andy, will help them in any way that we can. We are we are put on this planet to help human beings. This is the reason why we're here. I have no love for titled or selfish people. Those are not my people. Thank you so much for your time today, Rachel. I really, really appreciate it. I just love Thank how... You. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love how kind, empathetic, and selfless you are and how you really, really... You're like, you're a real LinkedIner. Like, I don't know if there's a term for being a LinkedIn person, but you're a real LinkedIner where you really take it. Like, you really give back to the community. You take it seriously. You're replying to every comment, every message, and you're really about it. You're really about it. Well, thank, it's been an honor and joy. I know we're going to be doing stuff together in the future because we have something special with Brielle planned concerning my show. So stay tuned, everybody, for that too. <laughs> thank you so much for everyone watching this. If you guys made it this far, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. Hopefully, you guys got, like, hopefully this was an amazing episode for you guys. But yeah, that's another episode of the podcast. And I'll see you guys next week with another episode. Peace.